It's a new phone, man. You got to put in the password to turn it off. How y'all doing? Tristan Sutton here with the Revenue Clinic Podcast. Thank you for tuning in today. So we're going to be here every Thursday at 12 o'clock Central Standard Time. And this show is geared towards entrepreneurs to help you fix your revenue ailments. And so every time we have a show, we're going to have special guests or experts come and give you profit prescriptions to help you cure those revenue issues you have in your business and take it to the next level. So the three pillars of this show are connection, collaborating, and educating. So we have no one better to help you with that than the president, El Jefe, of the Houston Black Chamber, Jeffrey D. Wallace. So introduce yourself, sir. Well, thank you, Tristan. It's a, a pleasure to be here. Uh, I've known you for a very long time. I've known your entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, so when you asked me to be a part of this exchange, um, I was more than happy to do it. But my name is Jeffrey Wallace. Uh, I am the relatively newly minted uh, president and CEO of the Greater Houston Black Chamber. Uh, I started my role essentially in March of this year, and I've been having a fantastic time uh, interacting with a lot of phenomenal people and um, and really uh, engaging the mission of making sure that uh, the Black Economic Collective in Houston is is powerful. Absolutely, absolutely. Let me make sure it's on the right page. Yeah, I'll give you one second, make sure we got all our technicalities right. So thank you all for bearing with us in our technical difficulties. You always know there's one glitch when you have a show. So, <laughs> so we'll edit that out later. So just tell us a little bit about the role of the chamber for the business community. So what are some of the common misconceptions of the Black Chamber? <laughs> well, number one, we're not a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> you, know, you have to do a little bit more yeah. with us. But... Uh, <clears throat> No, we, uh, we exist uh, for the very simple uh, purpose of progressing and optimizing black commerce. Mm -hmm. uh, and we, we focus on three pillars of black commerce, and that is um, business entrepreneurship, um, the black professional, um, and the black consumer, which uh, we're putting a lot more emphasis into it because quite frankly, um, we need to make better and more informed choices in terms of where we put our money. Absolutely. Um, my, my, my singular objective with the chamber, um, and I've been talking about this uh, for a long time, is meaningful congregation. Um, as busy people, you have a lot of things going on in your life. We want to make sure that uh, when we bring people together, uh, there's going to be um, a benefit that is going to go beyond the impact of an event, but it's going to be something that transforms behavior. 
So um, you probably have noticed a, a lot of activity with the chamber uh, recently. Uh, we had a phenomenal exchange with uh, our illustrious mayor, uh, <laughs> Sylvester Turner, who's doing a phenomenal job. Great job. He's doing a phenomenal job. That, that, that is literally the hardest great, working mayor I've ever seen. Great representative from Acres Homes, you know, 44 all the way. I can't deny And, you know, besides the fact that the man had the wisdom to play right, Yes, indeed. You know, yes, he, indeed. He, he, he brings an accessibility uh, and a thoughtfulness to his role that I think uh, is, is truly needed in the times that we exist in. So uh, but we had uh, we had him as our keynote speaker uh, this past Tuesday. Um, it was a packed house. Uh, we had over 300 mm. business owners, 300 black business owners in a room. Uh, this wasn't a gala. Meaningful congregation. Meaningful congregation. <laughs> uh, and I thought it was uh, just a phenomenal exchange. So those are the kind of things that we're doing. We want to make sure that the time that you are able to give, um, you know, to the chamber and its activities, you know, you get a return of investment on that that is impactful and speaks to you being able to make money. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the chamber is not just monthly or occasional network events they are really working to bring collaboration congregation together and also education because i know that you all have the industry verticals um, that are really going on right now i'm hearing some good feedback about that so tell us about those absolutely um when i came on board one of the things that i i, I really want to do was to create more value for members and make sure that we were were fighting the myth hmm. Uh, regarding black business. I'm, I'll talk about that later. I was going to say, what's that myth? We'll have some real dialogue on this. I'm very passionate about this. Okay. But there are a number of black businesses in Houston that are taking care of business in a major way. Absolutely. And I wanted to give our members an opportunity to shine and also um, create some business development opportunity. So we canvassed the membership uh, to see the different businesses that were represented and we essentially came up with 36 industry verticals. Uh, 36. 36, ranging from uh, oil and gas to food and beverage to hospitality, mm -hmm. brand management. Yes, indeed. Um, <laughs> and I said, you know, there's no one better to lead these uh, these workshops, you know, these content area trainings than our members Absolutely. who are highly successful in what they do. Absolutely. So. Um, uh, we started this. Uh, we had our orientation. I, I want to say sometime probably in uh, April, May, no, just about the time period. Okay. And we have completed three um, of those industry verticals. Um, um, Brandon Morris, Brandon, yeah. Brandon Morris with Business Services gave a fantastic um, workshop uh, last week. Calissa mm -hmm. um, Stevens and her husband, uh, fantastic attorney, uh, came out and facilitated the legal services. Uh, workshop still getting rave reviews from that um and uh brandy mm -hmm. um i'm gonna I'm, I'm butcher brandy's last name <laughs> uh harlow brandy harlow. harlow who is the uh ceo of uh south post recycling yeah. uh led the manufacturing exchange and uh, that was a packed house so they've been absolutely fantastic the members and this is a free to members mm -hmm. event or exchange um, where you can come get insight on a particular area and uh, and walk away knowing that the person who instructed you knows fully well what they're talking about. So I want to continue to add those free to member events and make sure that we're getting the best content 
best situation for learning available. Yeah, so that's a great opportunity because not only does it give the business owner exposure, but it educates the members and the community. So absolutely, we all get to build together. So absolutely. definitely, definitely. So what are some uh, more upcoming events that the chamber has besides the industry vertical? You know what? My staff hates me. Y'all stay busy. <laughs> we have literally something going on every week. But yeah. um, uh, let me first talk about our Pinnacle Awards, <clears throat> which will be October the, the 6th, Saturday at the Marriott Marquee. Uh, tickets are available now. You can go to our website. Uh, do not miss this. If you are a Black professional, a Black business owner, do not miss the largest uh, celebration of Black business talent. Absolutely. in the greater Houston area. Absolutely. Uh, it is a is a phenomenal event. We're in our 24th year. We're 24. gearing up for our silver anniversary next year. Wow. Very excited about that. I <laughs> got some real surprises. But uh, <laughs> excuse me. But uh, this is an opportunity to put uh, the success and the achievements of, of black business on full display. Absolutely. Which we know doesn't happen a lot. Okay. We get in the news, but not for <laughs> We get in the news, but we don't get in the news for that reason. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have a red carpet. Um, uh, Magic 102 is going to be doing um, a live Facebook feed there. People will be interviewed on the red carpet. It's going to be an Academy Award esque format nice. uh, where we have what we consider to be celebrities of business okay. that will actually okay. be presenting the awards. Um, uh, Steve Stevens, uh, CEO of Amogee uh, Bank, is uh, going to be a presenter. Gerald Smith, very successful businessman in uh, the Houston area. Um, Dr. Lane, TSU. Wow. Um, all stars. All stars. All stars. All stars. <laughs> Celebrities of business. So you, you get the gist of it. Uh, because we want to turn this event into a, a national marquee event. Absolutely. Um, I love um, telling the story that. Most of us already know mm -hmm. what we add to the economy, yeah. you know, our contribution. Just, just a trillion or two. This is trillion. trillion. Just, a little, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. And making sure that people understand that, um, you know, the myth that I referred to earlier, that uh, black business is a lesser business, mm. is, a, is a joke. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so I'm looking very forward to that. On August the 30th, we have our uh, nominee VIP reception. Where the people who have been nominated for the 2018 Pinnacle Awards will uh, be announced. Uh, it will be at the uh, Greater Houston Partnership Tower okay. downtown. Um, Bob Harvey, who is the CEO of Greater Houston Partnership, is actually one of the co-chairs, hmm. along with the Chazos. Um, I'm going to be butchering the name. The owners of Frenchies. Cruzos. 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 Thank you. Cruzos. Uh, I always mess it up. The Cruzos, uh, who will be the other uh, okay. uh, honorary chairs. Uh, so we'll be having uh, that exchange at their, at their location, at the Greater Houston Partnership. So be sure to check it out. Pinnacle Awards is a great event. I've made pretty much all of them for the last five or six years. Been blessed and honored to win um, an award from the chamber. So thank you all for that. Uh, but we, we touched on something I want to go back to real quick. The circulation of the black dollar in the community and how that trillion dollars gets matriculated out of our community. How can we reel that back in? You know, the first thing, you know, that has to be done, and let me kind of preface my remarks by saying okay. this. The Chamber does a lot of things. We yes. do advocacy. You know, we, we do work in Austin to try to make sure that there are uh, laws, policies that are conducive to Blacks being uh, successful in business. But it, it starts with us. Um, 
you know, uh, one of the members, um, when I first started, uh, came to me, we have a conversation about their business and I asked them, uh, how come they're not partnering with other black businesses? And hmm. the response was, well, you know how we are. Oh, <laughs> you know how we are. Whoa. And it's a, it's, a, it's, it's a joke. Yeah. It's something that's said in our community a lot uh, to kind of laugh at, um, you know, what is perceived as being the uh, the lower quality of black business. Um, and it, it really got me thinking about what the chamber needs to do in terms of completely putting that that myth, that misnomer to bed. Yeah. You know, putting it in a casket actually and burying this thing once and for all. You know, blacks spend more outside the community than any other ethnic group in the United States. Yes. Okay? <laughs> uh, I think I heard a statistic uh, that the black dollar as of today stays in the community six hours. I've heard that as well. Now, understand we can't control what um, our president does, okay? And no control over that, right? Uh, we can't control what Congress does necessarily. We can vote, of course, but we can't control necessarily what they do, you know, in our federal Congress. Right. But we can obviously control what we spend our money. Yes, we can. <laughs> Whether card is swipe, we got control over That's that. a control. And the fact of the matter is we're not looking specifically at uh, are we spending our dollars in places where we get a return of our investment? Hmm. Do we spend our dollars in or with companies that, for instance, um, are awarding uh, a reasonable amount of contracts to Black-owned businesses? Mm. Are we spending our money with entities that uh, are or are not, you know, investing in our infrastructure, providing scholarships, helping our kids go to school? Where are we spending our money? Right. And who are we doing business with? Right. We're not doing business enough with each other. If we are a trillion or two, um, you know, impact, you know, in the overall economy, that means that there are a lot of black businesses, black professionals that we could be doing business with. Absolutely. You know, we have got to stop waiting for a proclamation or a declaration from others saying that black business is legitimate. It has got to be an accountability that we have ourselves to show yeah. that we have the ability to make money, which we already do. True. And that there is real competence in the professions, you know, that uh, that blacks are involved in in this country. So, um, you know, to, to your original point, uh, I think that's really the 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 paramount issue that we have right now. And that is. How do we exercise accountability mm -hmm. and make sure? Now, I'm not saying that black businesses should be held to a lesser standard. Mm -mm. What I'm saying is that whenever you are in search of a business partner, whether as a consumer or a vendor, mm -hmm. you are seriously taking into consideration utilizing a black owned business or you are working with a black professional. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And that's where my phrase or the hashtag all ships rise comes from because mm -hmm. the saying is when we're all in a body of water together, when a rising tide comes in, we can all rise together. But if you're over there in your pond, I'm over here in my lake and you're over there in your ocean, but when a tide comes in, we can't grow together. So if we have, take the word we're gonna use later on, paradigm shift to where, where can I spend my dollar first within my community 
And then we just have that approach. And we can't all spend 100% of our dollars in our community, but we can at least try and make a concerted effort and then support each other. And on the flip side of that is we all have bad experiences with all types of businesses from whoever owns them. I would say challenge you to say, take it up directly with the owner versus making it public, blast them on Facebook and social media, because we already have enough challenges as it is being the business owners that we are. So still let your voice be heard and your concerns be, be known, but maybe not make it more difficult, if, especially if it's something small and minuscule. You know? So that would be my recommendation on how we can support each other in our, our community and grow in all ships lives. So well absolutely, well absolutely. So I know the chamber has an initiative to do this with the Buy Black directory. So tell us about that. That's great. And I'm really excited about what we're doing with Buy Black. Um, for the last uh, two years, we've had a publication uh, called Buy Black, mm -hmm. uh, where members of the chamber are, are listed uh, based on industry. Uh, happy to announce that as of today, Thursday, mm -hmm. as of this week, uh, just signed a contract where we're going to actually uh, be commissioning an, a phone app for the chamber. Wow. Uh, which is going to make Buy Black um, grow immensely. Digital, too. Wow. Absolutely. Nice. So you'll be able to, on your phone, if you want to find a black doctor, you want to find a black dentist, wow. a black brand manager. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I run ass for it. Black engineering firm, <laughs> etc. Yes. Uh, you'll be able to do that with your phone. Wow. So I'm extremely excited about that because, you know, our membership has grown uh -huh. um, tremendously this year. Tell us, tell us about the growth. Um, <laughs> well, without putting you know too much swag on this, uh, you know, we have grown uh, just in the last uh, this this year. Uh -huh. We've grown almost forty percent. Okay, look at God. Uh, we're talking about <laughs> unprecedented growth numbers here. My um, goal is by 2019, at the end of 2019, uh, we will have uh, 2,500 members uh, in the chamber. Wow. 2,500 members, which would make us the largest chamber based on membership in the greater Houston area, maybe of, the state. Of, of all creeds. Of all. Okay. Of all, of all. So that is my goal. Well, we could do that. So yes. plug this in, visit ghbcc.com and let us make that goal happen for my brother. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Yes. And, you know, what, what we have to remember, you asked me a question before, what does the chamber do? You have to remember the chamber is is us. Right. It is a reflection of our, our strength. Uh, there are a lot of phenomenal organizations in, in Houston, a lot of uh, Black-led organizations in Houston that are doing phenomenal things. But a Chamber of Commerce mm -hmm. truly represents the economic power of that which it reflects. Absolutely. The Greater Houston Black Chamber clearly reflects the Black collective, uh, the Black economic collective of Houston. And as far as I'm concerned, it is what politicians, is what large corporations, it is what other demographics look to, mm -hmm. to say, you know what, how serious mm -hmm. is this particular group about making economic progress? Um, so I'm, I'm very happy with the growth that we have been making. Um, but in a city like Houston, which will eventually be the third largest city in these United States, it is time for us to make a real statement with our dollars. Absolutely. And have the ability to have uh, shifts yeah. when 
we are not getting the return of investment that we should receive. Hmm. You're not doing what you're supposed to be doing as far as providing, you know, black owned businesses, qualified black owned businesses with contracts. You're not doing what you're doing in terms of making an equitable investment in us that we make in you mm -hmm. from a consumer standpoint. Right. We're going to shift these dollars. Hey, and we're going to and we're going to go with people who respect our dollar. Uh, so that, that that's where we need to be. That's the importance of the chamber. Uh, to make sure that uh, blacks have that economic platform to be able to utilize their power. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what are some, I know you work with a lot of entrepreneurs. What are some of the, I guess, the top three things that you see they're struggling with right now? <laughs> fear. 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 All right. Fear, 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 fear. Uh, not willing, not being willing to acknowledge what they don't know. Uh, we were at a, um, an industry forum, uh, and we do this quite a bit where we focus on procurement. Hmm. Um, you know, how can companies get connected to uh, contracts mm -hmm. uh, with larger entities? And a gentleman raised his hand and, uh, and stood up, and he, and he asked the question, excuse me, what is an RFP? And people kind of looked around, yeah. and they were like, really? Like, really? You have a business, you don't know what RIP is. But I applauded that man. Yeah. Because he was he was clearly saying, look, I'm not afraid, right, you know, to to ask this question if it means that I can progress my business. Yeah. And I spoke to him afterwards. He's a successful guy. Hmm. You know, he's just never Heard gone through the RFP process before, right. never gone through procurement before. Yeah. Um, and he said, Look, man, I, I'm you know, I'm not trying to embarrass myself, but mm -hmm. I need to know this. Right. And I applauded him and I applauded him in front of uh, and, and gave him kudos in front of everybody that was there because that is a, a real source, a real problem yeah. for, for black businesses. We have the ability to partner with people who know things that we don't know. Right. And we do not have to stand alone and act like we're the gurus of business. So, uh, we need mentoring. Mm -hmm. We need to create these partnerships. Coaching in particular. Coaching in particular. We need to engage the science of education right. when it comes to adding capacity to our business. So that that that's something that I'm saying that we really need to address. To get over that fear. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, our financial saving habits. Ooh, Look, talk um, about it. <laughs> hey. don't, don't hurt nobody's feelings now. <laughs> no, it's the first no, episode. No, 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 no. We're, 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 we're going to be kind here, uh, but we're going to tell the truth. Yes, indeed. Um, you know, what do you value in terms of financial prosperity? And what are your success measurements with regards to financial prosperity? Is, is it how you look? Mm. Is it what you drive? Mm. You know, these are, are critical decisions, I think, that have to be made in terms of truly developing a thriving business, making sure that you have financial discipline. Yeah. Um, and we see a lot of businesses that make enough revenue to continue and survive that go under because bad decisions are being made with regards to finances and specifically personal finance. I would highly recommend if you're a business owner, don't just try to do it yourself. Get a CPA, certified accountant, get you also a financial advisor to learn how to actually pay the taxes properly and then reinvest in your business and then invest in other things that gives you residual income that allow you to take advantage of other opportunities. So. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and this is, this, is uh, this last point I'm gonna make. Is, is very interesting, um, but I've been thinking about it more and more. Uh -oh. And it kind of segues a 
uh, a workshop that we're going to be having uh, on the 23rd. Okay. okay. Perfect time. And you can appreciate this okay. because you've already been in this industry. Right. And that is relationships and business. Mm. Okay. Um, the statistics are very clear about ways in which wealth leaves our community. Divorce is a big one. Right. Absolutely. And I think there is imperative that we do come up with um, a way for men and women in our community, particularly from a business standpoint, to be able to work together. Absolutely. Having that mutual respect and looking at each other, not as adversaries, but as assets. Right. Uh, now, the chamber is not a social services organization. <laughs> I say that all the time. Okay. Yeah. We, that's not our business. Y'all not about making marriage great again? <laughs> We're about making marriage profitable. Bro. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and making it work for, for you guys because that's how, that's one of the ways in which we build wealth. Absolutely. Uh, and it, it, it is amazing. Uh, the number of people that I've had personal conversations with that have talked about the struggles of their business and how it relates to personal relationships that they have. Right. It's amazing. And we have to acknowledge that there is a, a correlation there. Yeah, because there's a challenge for some spouses, either side of the gender um, you know, spectrum, because they may have been used to that nine to five cushy. But now it's, oh, you're out late. Oh, you got to go to this right. meeting. You got to go right. to all these networking events. I don't understand you're away from the family. So, right. you know, like you said, education is very key. So having that conversation with your uh, significant other and be able to say, hey, this is what's going to be expected for the next few years so we can live now live later how we can't live now so absolutely yeah. can, can we come up with a financial plan that supports yeah. us building wealth absolutely it's, it's a real conversation uh, when, when i um, i told uh when i announced we were going to have this workshop on the 23rd pamela uh, anderson is coming in from dallas been married 45 years she started 15 businesses with her husband very wow. successful lady um you know people are like well, i thought you get i thought you said we wanted social services <laughs> You know, everybody got jokes. But it, it is it, it is a part of wealth building and it cannot be ignored anymore, particularly when you see the fabulous things that black women are doing. They're doing phenomenal things. That's this growing group of uh, entrepreneurs yep. uh, in the country, the most uh, credentialed in terms of uh, uh, academic credentials. Speaking of keeping relationships good, I give my wife a shout out. Shout out to CC Sutton with the CC Curry Collection. <laughs> <laughs> make it better. Yeah. Again. You know, make it look bad. Uh, shout out to Chandra. But yeah, we, we, we've got to get that together so we, we can truly address uh, the things that we need to do economically as a unit. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I was talking to someone, um, Turner Environs Apollo Woods up in Oklahoma with OKC Black Eats. Y'all be sure to check that out. Um, we've gotten away from bartering in our community. Hmm. And so I think that everyone doesn't necessarily have to do it, but I think in certain, when we talk about relationships, right. when there's a good opportunity to have synergy and a win-win, um, get out of the mindset of, oh, I'm gonna charge my worth, I don't discount my service. If you have someone that has a service that you need and vice versa, and maybe you have a cash flow issue, maybe you can barter service for service, and now we all can win. And now I can be a testimony to you and you can be a testimony to me, get two more referrals in that way versus Thinking of the short game, which is I need to pay an invoice versus a long game. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna build a relationship, build connections. Now I get access to your circle. You get access to mine because I see the value that we offer. So have an open mind. I know a lot of people on social media now are out of this bartering. Give me what I'm worth. <laughs> pay my invoice in full mindset, but keep an open mind. 
when it comes to that because it's still a great opportunity. Um, I've had a lot of great opportunities to come from barter and why I changed my service for theirs. And when it makes sense, I'm not saying every, cause you gotta pay bills, <laughs> you gotta pay bills. So what are your thoughts on that? No, I agree. I, I think that uh, uh, we, we have to have a behavior that uh, surrounds um, making sure that there is value in all of our transactions. Absolutely. Uh, that value may not necessarily be monetary, but value is something that can uh, that can be understood. Mm -hmm. It is something that can uh, can be measured to a certain extent. And uh, I think the concept you're talking about where uh, you, you're working with a company mm -hmm. or you're working with a person and there's an exchange of services. Mm -hmm. To, that's commerce to me. Yeah. That's commerce and that's value. That's how it used to be done absolutely, in the old days. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I've been to so many events uh, where one of the raffle items, and, and I'm speaking for nonprofit organizations, mm -hmm. has been you get to spend time with somebody. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I've seen as much in my, you know, while, while I was present, I've seen as much as $10,000 be paid so that a person could have lunch with somebody. Because there was value there. Yeah. yeah. Let me pick the mind of a multimillionaire with you know an international freight business. Mm -hmm. There's real value there. Absolutely. And I think that we have to start looking at the things that we do, particularly as we uh, interchange or interface with each other, from a value context. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, what are three things businesses can do right now? with the chamber to help them see an uptick in their revenue. Okay. Join the chamber. Join the chamber. <laughs> Join the chamber. Put, that, is, put yeah. that up there. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's stop making excuses of why we can't join the chamber. Absolutely. Okay? It's not a Ponzi scheme. No. Trust me, I'm not getting rich off the chamber. No. Okay. Not at that minimum <laughs> fee that you saw. <laughs> okay. Um, but a strong chamber benefits you. Yeah. Uh, and I think that being part of a, a congregation, a collective uh, in which you have the ability to to do business development, which you have the ability to showcase your business. I think it's imperative Absolutely. Uh, in a progressive city like Houston uh, with the progressive mayor yes, um, uh, to be part of a chamber, I think, is almost essential, uh, you know, in, in, in today's economic climate. Absolutely. Uh, we're not going to get a lot of help from other people. OK. <laughs> hey, we got to look our This is absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, secondly, uh, I think we kind of spoke to this. Uh, engage in training. Mm. You know, the ignorance in business mm. can be extremely detrimental. And many times people don't know that they're ignorant and about a certain aspects. Absolutely. Very, very expensive. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, you know, and that was. Uh, one of the reasons why we created the industry verticals because not everybody knows what they don't know um and it is critical to continue to engage in mentorship opportunities to engage in training uh to get around to be around uh successful people mm -hmm. and to have meaningful exchanges with them where you can have that those intimate conversations that are necessary where the fear of being inferior or not being completely on top of your business, yeah. you know, is dissipated and put to the side. Yeah. Uh, so we we need those kinds of environments. Yeah, yeah. I got something here. Yeah. Might ruffle a few feathers, but those who are successful or perceived as successful become approachable. But the reason I think the last thing you said is people are afraid or have that fear 
to go to someone and has looks like they have made it right. because you know too many successful people you know look down on others treat them kind of like oh get on my level but if sure. we can get to the point where we can help each other out regardless of how many zeros in your bank account how many awards you win and do like you said be that collective so we can help each other out we'll all prosper as a community because guess what the person that you're kind of shunning if you can help them be successful now they can possibly spend more business with you and get you more opportunities so it's all a win-win if we all work together and have that all ships rise mentality agreed 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 and it's how you understand the resources that are out there mm -hmm. you know and uh and you're truly informed and uh and we also touched on this and that is just financial discipline yeah you know build your business credit absolutely uh when you have business credit it opens up so many more doors and provides a level of legitimacy that you cannot get it any other way in my opinion mm -hmm. um when a person can look at you and say you know what this is a person who handles their business financially yeah. um that eliminates a lot of you know the um uh, you know the interviewing points right <laughs> that right. Uh, typically take place when you are engaging a potential business partner absolutely uh so so credit 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 is huge yeah credit is huge we have a uh, question from the audience mr philip dunn creator of the uh, black business focus group that's eleven thousand members in this group uh, so if you're looking to join a community we're going to talk about mine as well but join this one they do a lot of business with each other a lot of promotions uh, for each other so Mr. Dunn's question is, Jeff, can you speak to the value of engaging the community to seek value first within our community businesses? <laughs> Philip, I'll speak about that all day. And, and kudos to Philip. Yeah. I've had a chance to meet Philip. That is a, an yeah. extremely passionate man Absolutely. about making sure that we are truly, truly utilizing our, our, uh, our capacity. Absolutely. Um, and if you have not joined uh, his, uh, uh, his group, the Black Business Focus Group. Thank you. Do it. Uh, we need we need those types of models and those types of exchanges. But I, I think it really speaks to what I said earlier. We, we're making such poor decisions in terms of the way in which we are spending our money. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, it's funny. I was talking with a friend of mine, and we were talking about this whole uh, Starbucks situation. Mm -hmm. And uh, Starbucks shut down their businesses for, I think, a day. Yeah, for training. Yeah. And I was thinking, how much money did Starbucks lose on that day? <laughs> Racks. <laughs> Racks of, you know, Racks. I, I was like, wow. Um, but they had to do it mm -hmm. because they could not let that situation continue and manifest the way it was right. because they knew that they were going to lose a lot of business. And I yeah. thought that that was probably one of the most recent reflections of the impact of our dollar. Absolutely. that we take for granted all the time. Yeah. Um, so I, I think in, in relation to Phil's question, we already have the economic power. Yeah. This is not something we have to build. Yeah. It's here. But we're a billion-dollar entity that treats itself like a thousand millionaires. <laughs> and because of that, yeah. We operate in silos. As I said, the silly, you know, notion of doing business with a, a black person is actually doing business with a lesser entity is absolutely absurd. I know I don't know about you. I was on the phone today complaining about my internet service. Okay. And that wasn't with a black owned company. Okay. That's not so, yes, there are good businesses and yeah. bad businesses. All there are phenomenal black businesses. There are some bad black businesses. And you know what? 
you shouldn't give your money to a bad a bad black business, but you should not give a black business an opportunity because of your perception that they're going to do a bad job or they're not they're not qualified. Absolutely. So Absolutely. it. it it exists in us to take complete control over our economic destiny. Absolutely. It, it exists. We just have to start um, dealing with our own personal commerce mm -hmm. the same way that we deal or that others deal with us. Absolutely. And that's probably the best way to say it. Absolutely. Yes. So thank great question, Phil. Thank you for that. So we're coming to a close. Respect y'all's time today. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, before we do, though, Jeff, give us one unique fact about you. One unique fact. <laughs> one unique fact. Besides your golf skills. <laughs> <laughs> one unique fact. Um, a lot of people don't know this. Uh, I actually... Uh, had my education paid for through a tennis scholarship uh, to Grandma State University. What? Uh, I was born and raised in Kansas. Uh, no, no wizard vibes, no. Okay. okay. We, let, me, let me find we, out we you, know, Arthur Ashe. We, we've done that. I, I, that was actually one of the proudest moments of my life. I met Arthur Ashe in 1988. Wow. Um, on a tennis court, he came up to me and said, Hi, I'm Arthur Ashe. Uh, that I still remember that to this day. But uh, yes, uh, I was a collegiate uh, tennis player, part of the '94 '95 conference champion, Grandma State University Tigers tennis. Well, look at God! I didn't, who knew? <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, I'm giving a hard time about this. Haven't played since I left college. <laughs> <laughs> Just use them for the racket and, and the racks. All right then. Yes. All right. So thank you all for tuning in to the Revenue Clinic podcast. We'll be here every Thursday, 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, go ahead and join us over at my Facebook group, the Revenue Clinic Facebook group. Uh, that's where a free resource for entrepreneurs where we give our profit prescriptions, um, different strategies, tips, education, things like that. We connect and collaborate in there as well. Um, and you know, my philosophy is all ships rise. So Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, please be sure to still share this feed because, you know, other folks will get to see it later on throughout their day. But uh, we look forward to seeing you and we'll be back here next Thursday. Thanks. And give a round of applause to our, our guest, Jeff. All right. <laughs> all right have a good one. Kudos to you. Thank you, sir. Appreciate Absolutely. you.